You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hey, what is up, y'all? It's Jason John Evans here, and this is my first ever episode on the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I thank Jabberjaw Media so much for having me, and I thank you so much for listening. So I figured because it's my first episode, I thought I might dive into a little bit about who I am and why you should listen to me, because I bet you're thinking right now, you know what? I get a ton of great advice on this podcast from many different angles. So who are you and why should I listen to you? I'll tell you first and foremost, I'm not a famous music artist. That's for sure. I'm not going to be like most people you hear on these platforms. I'm not going to be telling you exactly how to do it, you know, the way I did it in my footsteps, because truth be told, I've never been at that level. If you consider sold out stadiums an indicator of success, then unfortunately I don't meet your criteria. But by other people's standards, I did okay. Also been involved in the music industry since I was 14. I actually haven't worked anywhere else, whether that be to the 10 years I spent as a private songwriting coach, or you know, I, I ended up paying and owning my own recording studio, which I worked in for nine years in total, I think. Recorded hundreds of bands and helped a lot of people get on their path toward their music goals there. And it was, uh, I was in a, you know, my own band. I ended up uh, getting signed to a label. I ended up starting my own record label and had five bands on that back in the day. Just kind of been in and around music my entire life. But nearly 10 years ago now, uh, in another band that I was in, I was in two in total, I wrote an album that saved two people's lives because I dived deep into my journey through mental health and I took a bit of a risk and a gamble thinking that people might just laugh at me and write me off, but I thought maybe my album might help some people. It turns out it did. I saved two people's lives and it was in that moment that I realized I don't want to do music anymore. And you think that's normally going to be the opposite reaction to what you'd usually think, right? You think if you ever get a result like that, that you double down and try to help more people. But ironically, in a twisted way, that's actually what I was doing by quitting. I decided in that moment that I could stay and help a relatively small amount of people by just continuing to do what I was doing. Or I could figure out what I did that went so right to be able to make my music do that for people and then find a way to show other music artists to do that themselves so they can make a real difference in the lives of their listeners too. So, I spent the next five years of my life studying marketing, sales psychology, and behavioral economics to study why the world's biggest music artists, not the ones who are currently successful but people will forget about them soon after, I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about ones that have built a real committed core fan base that are not going to forget about them anytime soon. Because I think to myself, why do some music artists find it so hard to grow their audience and they have at best fans who only care about them in, for a relatively short period of time, like specific window of maybe you know one summer or a year at most, while other music artists have fans camping outside their venue the night before their performance, but only fill the room with 400 people. And that's the kind of listener you want, right? Real, committed, true fan versus someone who's going to forget about you in 12 months time at most. That's what I'm all about. I don't want to show you how to sell out a stadium of 18,000 people, you know, people who can only sort of kind of maybe care about you. 
I want to show you how to build a real core audience of listeners whose lives you are making a real difference in. Forget about just trying to be the artist on stage and playing to a sea of people, unless that sea of people are people's lives that you've changed for the better. So as I said, I'm probably not going to be like the advice you hear from other directions. Don't get me wrong, I respect those guys, especially the ones who are teaching you how they did it. Follow in their footsteps and do exactly that. But what I'm trying to encourage you to do is choose your actions based on a conscious decision to improve your listener's life in one way or another. Something I hear from music artists quite often is that we live in the hardest time to get music heard. I think when they say that, they are both absolutely correct and absolutely wrong at the same time. We do live in the hardest time to get music heard. That is true. It's not like the industry of the past where specific bands would stand out after being discovered by A&R reps that followed you know, live tours around to see who's worth signing. And then record labels would pump a whole bunch of money into a specific artist and advertising, promotion, etc. And before you know it, the band is a household name and has a great fan base. Well, that's how it was meant to work on paper, at least. It only came out that way for a small percentage of artists. But that was the dream, right? Nowadays, music is more accessible than it has ever been, which means there are more music creators than there have ever been before, and social media has become an oversaturated, overclouded, absolute fog of content that people are trying to navigate through. You may know that you have written the greatest song in the world and that anyone who will resonate with your core message that hears it is going to have their life dramatically and radically improved. Whether you like to hear it or not, the way they perceive your content, if they don't know about you or haven't yet built a reason to care about you, you'll just be another little drop in the ocean of content out there that is put in front of their eyes. And therein lies the challenge. Now, I want to ask you today, are you trying to promote your music through your music alone? Because yes, if you are, you're probably finding it harder than it has ever been to get music heard. Because nobody is opening Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok thinking to themselves, you know what I need right now is a new song to listen to by an artist I've never heard of before. Maybe if nobody created music, the supply and demand would be in reverse, but it's not. People don't care for new music these days unless they have a reason to want to care about it. Now, when I tell some music artists this, they feel like it's just too exhausting to hear. They throw their arms up in the air and say, well, that's why I probably need a record label or a manager or, or connections, or I need someone to, in the industry who knows someone who can help. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> it's exhausting even getting through that sentence because I've heard it so many times, but it's just not true. You do not need a record label to take your next step. You do not need a manager. You do not need a team. You do not need a connection. You just need to understand that you are more than a music artist. So after my five years of research into what made my album save those two people's lives, I realized that the answer was connection. And that was the same reason that the music artists with the longest careers in this industry were able to find their success too. I ended up compiling all of it into a book I called The 40 Songwriter, How to Dominate the New Music Industry. And that, and that book has helped tens of thousands of music artists get on path toward their biggest music dreams. Now, I don't say that to try to promote my book. I say it merely to reference the title, The 4D Songwriter. I believe that pushing your music through your music alone is a one-dimensional mindset that will get you nowhere. We're just going to be one of many in the crowd. In my opinion, this is why so many music artists are gripping with both hands as tight as they can to the idea of getting onto Spotify playlists. You can skip all of that by not trying to fight in the same sea that everyone's drowning in, trying to get their music heard, and start to think about the other three dimensions. Now, I'm not here to try to push my book. I'm going to give you all of that information on this podcast over time. I want to get the information out there. Information has the potential to save people's lives, and I want it to do the same for you too. 
So I'll dive into the four dimensions over the next few episodes of this podcast. But for now, I want you to be thinking outside of your music. You are not just a music artist. When you zoom back and see the bigger picture, you will realize you are a creative. You just use music as your weapon of choice. I've said that to some music artists before, and they usually look at me confused and say, no, I'm a music artist. That's what I do. I write music and that's it. I'm not anything else. But then I'll ask them a question. If you're feeling this way, I want to ask you. Your latest single, what should the music video look like? Now, if you're like most music artists, you immediately have ideas pop in your head. Oh, it should be this. It should be that. It should be set here. It should communicate this. In the chorus, it should look like this. If you were just a music artist, shouldn't you not be able to come up with a vision of a music video? That should be reserved for someone who is just a videographer or just a director, right? I'm sure you can see what I'm saying. It's the exact same reason as to why you could probably come up with the cover art for your latest album. You are a creative. You're just using music as your weapon of choice. Your music is merely the way that you're communicating your creative vision to your listener. So once you start to see that you are not just a music artist, all of these other opportunities start to present themselves. People don't open social media to find new music to listen to. They do, however, open social media to build connection. And connection is the secret to building true fans. So yes, music artists say that we live in the hardest time to get music heard, and they are right. But they are also wrong, because it has never been easier to build connection. Talking about who you are, where you come from, what you've been through, what you stand for, why people can align with your music, what your vision hopes to bring to the world, where you live, what you like, where you go, what you do, how you do it. There are a billion ways to do it. I'm just talking about one specific dimension here. Barely. I barely scratched the surface. Just to give you a few ideas. People don't listen to music without a reason. In order to get that reason, they need to build connection first and foremost. So I'm not here to tell you how to sell out a stadium full of people. I'm here to show you how to make a genuine difference in the lives of your listeners so that those who commit to you commit to your entire music journey. So I'll ask you, are you really just a music artist? Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now the podcast about nothing your favorite podcast's favorite podcast do you enjoy nothing <laughs> so do we why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts thank you <laughs>